the box office bomb squad this is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters and today's bomb is 2002's rollerball a team must go around the track twice maintaining possession of the rollerball before they can score it's really that simple as simple as using a lifestyle premium condom before sex the ball must be held at all times player gear may be only used to dislodge the ball or prevent a score. A team gaining possession must first do the rabbit hole. That's that killer tunnel above each bench, then make one circuit through enemy territory, and then they are eligible to score. All you really have to know is there's only one way to score, and that's when a player takes one of the balls, wings it, and one of the iron goals hard enough to set off the pyro. As for the rest of the rules, well, the rest of the rules are Russian and complicated, and we have it's So, like, I chose, I, I was like, Jesse, you gotta put this as the intro, because that did not fucking help at all oh. to understand what the fuck was going on while they were playing this sport. And they're animating that when they're, when yeah. he's talking about it. I was still fucking it's, lost. It's so <laughs> convoluted. And, like, imagine any other sport where at the beginning of every fucking game, they're all like, <laughs> all right, this guy's going to explain the rules of the game to everybody. It's so fucking terrible. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, let's talk money real quick before we get into everything else. So this movie opened second after Collateral Damage. I don't know, Schwarzenegger film. Oh, yeah. People kind of forget about. I Not love a bad that. Film. I like it, actually. <laughs> it dropped out of the top ten on its second week. <laughs> so, like, that's really bad. Uh, what came out in the second week was John Q. That's that... Uh, uh, Donation or it's the uh, like transplant list movie with Denzel and the Sunday's a transplant uh, crossroads, the Britney Spears film, Peter Pan two, the animated Disney one and hearts war, the subpar Bruce Willis uh, military film. Pretty sure that one's on our list. I think so. I know that we, I, it's either that or tears of the sun. I get those two confused. I know they're completely different wars, but they're both like <laughs> period think, pieces with Bruce Willis. And them. it's hearts war. It's hearts war. Okay. Yeah. So the tears of the sun was actually to, a decent one. Okay. Tears of the sun was the okay. When that's the one in the yeah. jungle, I think. Yes. Um, this movie only made 25.9 million on a $70 million budget. So wow. it, it, it failed pretty badly. Uh, boy, I have a thousand reasons why. Uh, so let's just let's just talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs Dave Batista has to say that man? <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. Alright, Jesse, as with all future films, do you know what year this takes place in? Um uh, <laughs> uh, is it this year, 2023? Oh, that would make sense. This takes place in the far-flung future of 2005. Three you know, years? Three years after this movie was made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, they're they like, didn't have a whole lot of years, faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah, in three years, we're going to get to the point where we're murdering each other while ro playing roller derby. For sure. I mean, it sounds legit. Nick Cage turned this film down, as did Keanu Reeves. Oh, thank God. 
they were they those two were originally looked at as leads, and then they when Chris Klein basically sauntered on in, they de-aged the entire cast down because they had these guys being like originally a little older and like not able to keep up in their sport anymore because they're aged, but then they're like, Oh, well I can do this one now. And then this one changes it to where he's a, a junk, just like a, a adrenaline junkie, I guess. I don't know. The beginning is so, so confusing yeah. when they're like sledding and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They're in like San Francisco and like there's a million giant trucks driving up the hills so every time that something happens, we have a giant truck scare. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Horns everywhere. I don't know what there was more of in this movie. Horns? Or Slipknot Quick. songs? Oh, well, <laughs> Power Man 5000, yeah. Slipknot, Rob Zombie, Head P, all that fucking Slipknot shit. Slipknot makes a like, freaking cameo, yeah, even. Yeah. It's all the same shit, man. And it's non-fucking-stop in this film. Yeah. The moment it stops is whenever... Uh, by the way, incredibly troublesome that they're like big brute is a mentally challenged man that they just right. kind of drop off a ramp on top of people sometimes. Yes. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? That and then was... he gets mad, so he's like, well, I'm going to go kick this guy's ass, but I'm going to need a sweet fucking soundtrack to do it. So he, like, knocks on the band window and is like... <laughs> Play, play that, me something edgy. Play, play my ass kicking music. Yeah. <laughs> you know the tune. Yeah. <laughs> play it again, play Sam. Me <laughs> play me something from a Rob Zombie film. All right. Oh, oh my man. God, man. The music in this, uh, I think I think I gave worse soundtrack so far to the films that we've watched, excluding Cats. I have to exclude Cats from that because okay. I don't think anything could ever beat it. Cats is king of the the worst soundtrack. But when it comes to non-musical soundtracks, the worst soundtrack that we've dealt with, I think, is uh, Titan AE, which is just every Creed or like Nickelback kind of like music and Incubus from that era all together. Soundtrack of the nineties. Yeah, it, it's it's just <laughs> like it's just. Just Which Jesus Christ, yeah. This one sounds like it's th- this soundtrack sounds like it was made in like Jinko Jeans deck, <laughs> yeah. The tape deck of a of a of a thirty one year old picking up his eighteen year old girlfriend at school. You know, it's like it's just absolutely <laughs> terrible, man. No offense all, to anyone who actually it. likes this music. It, that's not I, what we're saying. The music's fine. It's just with all of the so much of yeah. It. There's so much of it. <laughs> no, and, no, Jesse. Jesse's trying to play this game right now where he's like, "Oh, we're not insulting you for liking this." <laughs> if you if you like love Power Man Five Thousand, if you can name more than like a Power Man Five Thousand song, you probably have some fucking warrants out for your arrest. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know anyone like if you know. Other than like Swan Dive, if you know a head PE song, then there's a good chance you're a registered sex offender. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. Not saying the band is. They seem like they're nice guys. But it's like we got those things nowadays, man. Like blood on the dance floor and five finger death punch. Oh man, those those are like grooming grooming music, you know? Like it is not pleasant to listen to. What's funny is I was making fun of the soundtrack and I go. It's all that shit that's just like, yeah, and then I hit play, 
And the no fucking joke, the song goes, duh, 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 yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I fucking called that. Of course. Because they always got to yell, yeah, in oh, their fucking songs. Oh my God, Jesse. <laughs> Paul Heyman is one of the best actors in this film. And that's really saying a lot because Paul Heyman is a fucking ECW creator and he works for WWE now. He's like a manager, he's the uh, English game announcer. Because. Oh, yeah. Like Chris Klein, I, I don't, I don't think he's a very good actor. I just can't think of a performance he's given that's good. Like you know what? He's the worst part of American Pie. Yeah, he's unfortunately like every time I see him, all I think of is uh, and rest in peace, a young young Jason David Frank. But like you he ordered like him from a, Wish. He, he does look like a giant Jason David Frank because he's like a, like six foot five. He's like massively tall. They have similar bone structure. I oh guess. no, they definitely look alike. Well, he definitely has that like Power Rangers feel to him. Like you know, like his acting is very subpar, and he's got that cool '90s guy haircut. So yeah, if he was a Power Ranger at some point, it would not be like a surprise. You know, I know he wasn't. He was in a movie called like What's the Worst That Can Happen or something like that, where uh, he gets tricked into thinking that the girl he's dating is his like long lost sister. And I just can't remember the name of the movie. And like, that's the best movie he's in that I can think of. And that's really saying something about him, you know? Well, like, yeah. I can't... Uh, well, anyway, Chris Klein, Rebecca Romaine. She's okay in this. Um, uh, to be honest, I don't think Rebecca remains a very good actress regardless. Like people will go, Ooh, mystique. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Yeah. She's got the physicality down. Great. Cool. But when she starts talking, she's like also talking in this like fake deep Russian voice. She's like, I talk like this when I talk. And it's really bad sounding. Cause it just sounds like an impression of a Russian guy. A little bit. No more the cowboy hot dog, a dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jean, Jean Reno, who I love, by yeah, the way, yeah. he is also sometimes speaking in this really bad Russian accent. Sometimes. Uh, he goes in and out of it to his natural like French accent pretty often. <laughs> like He falls in and out pretty bad. Uh, that being said, I never thought I'd see a movie and go, oh, Cool J was one of the fucking MVPs of this film. <laughs> he he sold yeah. his lines. He he emoted the right way when he needed to emote. I mean, he felt like he put the most effort into this. And it's LL Cool J, you know? Yeah. Like people don't go see LL Cool J movies for his great acting. They go to see him just cuz he's a charming guy. And like I love Naveen Andrews. I I liked him on Lost a lot. He is a good actor. In this he is literally playing like a over the top, it's like almost like a parody of a James Bond villain. Yeah, when they do the gun camera thing. He's like, whatever could he have been looking for? <laughs> Maybe these. And he has keys. He's like, and throws them on the ground. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah. Don't. What, what's he say at the end? Don't kill the. Um. Oh gosh. Don't kill a warlord unless you have an agreement with, made with a new warlord. It's yeah, a really with his replacement or something. Yeah, and it's, it's such like a James he, Bond villain line. Yeah, and he also thinks he's being like clever with it, but it's so right? clunky. 
Yeah. I think this is the lowest rated film we've ever done, by the way. 3% yeah. Rotten Tomato score. Ooh. Good lord. That mentally challenged guy being put out there as a mascot, though, still really bothers me. <laughs> it <laughs> like, not only bothers me, but honestly, that scene rattled me a little. Like when he well, gets, it, when he it's takes a fucking a, cruel. Yeah. Well, he's mentally challenged. He doesn't completely understand. Like, I, I he pre obviously has to somewhat understand what's going on. He doesn't seem like he's, you know. Uh, too bad, well, off, uh, but yeah, but I mean, he's this guy's got obviously the mentality of like an eight year old. He's yeah. up there going roar, roar. Yeah, he's like wearing a dragon mask, yelling the word roar. Exactly, and then and when he talks, he, you're like, oh, he's ah, okay, yes. okay. Well, I hope he's safe. And he's like, yeah, you just stay up there and stay safe. And I'm like, well, that's not a good sign. No one tells someone to stay safe and then they stay safe. That's not no. what happens in bad Never. movies. Although I would like the, to see one movie where they do that, and then the after credit scene is him sitting there. Like, <laughs> with can no, I go home now? <laughs> yeah, can yeah. I leave? <laughs> and he just walks uh, by. He's like, "Good job, man. Good job. Have a good night." <laughs> it, it, it's like he weighs four hundred pounds. So that's what we we know that about him because uh, yeah. that's what they announce whenever he comes down the ramp, looking good at four hundred pounds. I got to say, right? He doesn't look very big. No. <laughs> And then Ugh. that the whole the scream that they have when he's like in, when oh, he gets yeah. injured well, when he's just... hit yeah when he's hit on the ground he is screaming like a child that's being hurt yes and it that is so that bothered me <laughs> it is so uncomfortable <laughs> exactly he's like, ah, 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 ah. you're like oh my yeah. god I, I do not like this like this is very fucking unsettling exactly. And, it made you feel for that one character, but then he literally goes away and we never see him. We don't even know if he's okay. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, you assume just judging by the the little clips you see that his jaw is like Oh, he's he's bleeding from the ear. Almost he's got gone. like him. Yeah, he's got brain hemorrhaging. Uh jeez. Yeah, that that started it off real great. Me. What was your favorite part of the film, Jesse? If you had to choose a part to be like, this was oh, definitely the best God. part of the film. Uh, if I had to pick any part, uh, it would be probably the last, I would say the last match they play. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I agree that I think that's actually probably yeah. one of the better the better put together sections because it's film. congruent. It's like the exciting. Yeah, it's congruent. Yeah. And it's it's exciting. It's the little guys, the oppressed, going up against the big and guys. It's nice to I, see that's the nice. the I horde like, like have some humanity too. Because exactly. the entire time they're like these guys are monsters. This is where we put the inhuman people. We throw them on this team. Yes. So like seeing them like defend and stand up for like people was was nice. Yeah. Um, exactly. Do not like that Denikin gets killed. The the Russian. Oh yeah, that was that was. Like, why did you yes. have to do that? I mean, but, like it had to be one of their own. Some emotion, but it, yeah, but he could have just got hurt. Everyone else right. just got hurt. Well, except for El Cool J. Wow. The only people that die in this movie are the only ones that are actually decent people. By the way. Yeah. Like like uh, Aurora is like she's a piece of shit. She's admitted that she's done terrible things. And Jonathan Cross is a piece of shit. I mean, he's literally a wanted criminal. Marcus, is, is, like Ridley, that little Cool J character, uh -huh. he's a decent guy. He's just trying to make money for his family. Motherfucker gets killed. Oh yeah. Mentally challenged guy gets fucking mutilated. Denikin, this guy is dirt poor. Grew up working in a mine. Finally gets himself up there. Pulls himself up. 
and and make something of himself. He's paying for the drinks for all his family and friends that work at the mine. He knows how hard it is. And you're like, oh, this guy's a pretty decent human. Oh yeah, kill that motherfucker too. Nobody dies in this movie. Like no no one no one that has any purity to them survives this film. Yeah, exactly. It, it is. It makes it such an empty win at the end. Oh yeah. Well, like even he doesn't even do anything good. He just he goes and murders two more people. Like yeah. the the. the I mean, way to solve violence it, but... in this world is more. I mean, yeah, they he, they both deserved <laughs> it, but it's like it's more violence. So like, just keep killing people until the things stop. But that's not how it's going to work. There's still bad government in place. Mm-hmm. If they would have uncovered his stuff and like he would have, you know, and they would have made a difference. But now all that's going to happen is someone else is going to buy this stuff, and then oh yeah, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesse, did you know there are four games in the quarterfinals? Because that's how quarterfinals work. What? <laughs> it's semifinals. Yeah. I don't know if they call them quarterfinals, and I'm like, that's weird. I guess I don't even know the words for what they're doing. God, this movie was, was this really boring to you? Um, yes. Uh, until the very last uh, match. It was, uh, not only was it boring, but I was Everything a little so lost. Long. Oh no, hundred well, percent. Yeah, okay. it was jumping around so, so goddamn much. I'm like, apparently what? there was way more gore and way more boobs in this film, and it was edited Which, down. By the way, one of the boobiest th- PG 13s I think I've seen for a long time. Yeah, Jesus. I, I, when I saw there was PG 13, I was like, oh okay, PG 13, whatever. Uh, there's like, I think three completely nude women that like. There's no. It's not like. They're hiding nipples or anything like that. I mean, it's straight up. There's just walking through a locker room. Yeah. And I was like, huh, for a PG-13, I'm really shocked by that. But they right? edited this movie down from a hard R to a PG-13. And what's in there is what it was allowed. So I guarantee on the cutting room floor is the connective tissue to make a lot of this movie make sense. That's true. Rebecca Romaine, actually, um, I saw a thing which said um, she only accepted the role after they cut a nude scene out and yeah. gave her that scar. Well, which, she... She's almost topless for like 30 seconds of this film, but like they're, they like do light tricks or yeah, but like, it's not that many shadows. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I was actually surprised Rebecca Romaine was like, yeah, I'll I'll do this. There's not a lot of imagination necessary there at all. Uh, Yeah. It surprised me because I was reading about it and reading that they had cut so much out or that they wanted to cut something out. To make it PG-13, I'm like, yeah, but that was R, right? And then I went back where I watched it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, that that was, was PG-13? Early Jesus. 2000s PG-13 could have three sets of boobs in it, and you yeah. were okay. None of them were looked at sexually. They were well, all kind of displayed yeah. in a just these are shirtless athletes. Yeah. So there's that. Hey, you know, I'm all for free the nipple. The gore in the movie other than some scrapes and cuts, the most of the gore we see is the gunshot to uh, the Russian guy. Uh, the the fountain of blood that comes out of the mentally challenged dude's mouth when he gets hit with the oh. ball. Uh, and then mostly, I, I would say, like, actual visceral gore that actually is, like, you can see cuts and stuff like that. Because, like, blood splatter is often uh, ignored by the the you know ratings but sure. like they digitally changed when he gets hit in the face if you notice they digitally changed that to look like sweat 
Oh, really? Yeah, like nice. like when he's on the stretcher, you see blood going down his yeah, shirt. So much but blood, when he yeah. actually gets hit in the face, it looks it's like sweat sp- spraying off oh. of him. And you can tell that it's digitally made to look because like it's way sweat, too much sweat because yeah. it was supposed to be blood. And in order to take the rating down, they had to turn it into sweat. They do that several nice. times in the movie. Well, but I got to say at the end, whenever Chris Klein is getting cut up and stuff by those uh, razor things, mm-hmm. he's he's bloody as hell. Yeah, he is. His eye is messed up looking like he's got giant wounds all over. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is he drips blood on the ball when he picks it up. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty violent. I uh, <laughs> I have a fucking massive complaint, okay? This movie was kind of boring, and it takes like 30 minutes for Rollerball to even happen. And then once it happens, you're confused. And then it's like another 30 minutes before the plot of the film starts coming in. And like people are, and we, we figure out what's going on. And like, Every all the balls are actually rolling at this point, sort of that. <laughs> but <mean>. <laughs> uh, they then at that point, once you're kind of understanding, the movie then goes into a 20 minute long scene <sighs> that is all done in night vision camera. Oh my god, I hated it so much. It is so <laughs> it's so bad looking. It hurts your eyes. You can't tell what the fuck is going on. And the dialogue is trash. You'll hear it on uh, did you find that for the outro? I did. I did. You'll hear it on the outro. <laughs> these two talking. Well, that's not too bad. Wait, yeah. that's miles per hour. Like oh. it's like it, it sounds Which, like the unicorns I mean, from the Charlie. The unicorn sketch, man. He says, you know, hey, it's it's pegged at 120. And he's like, oh, well, that's not so bad because he thought it was kilometers per hour. But yeah, he's like, it's in clicks. You're you're talking about going down a dirt road on a motorcycle. I'm sorry, 80 miles an hour and 120 miles an hour plus. There's no fucking difference, man. Yeah, that's still that is white knuckle puckered butthole time. At all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are sliding to death if you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That. Also, also, I'm watching it, right, and Brittany comes in, and she is sitting in the other room, but, like, in our kitchen, but you can see our TV from there, right? And she's yeah. sitting there during the, the fucking night vision scenes, <laughs> and she's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't know why. They decided to go night vision. She's like, this is terrible. But then, did you notice the fucking cartoon sounds that kept happening? No, I guess I blocked them out. Oh my god, I should have had you. So like, whenever they go through the wire, it goes bang, like the wire snaps and like it makes a cartoon boing sound. And then when the plane is doing something, it's like boing, 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 and you keep hearing these like oh boing sounds. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then Brittany goes, I go, why are they playing cartoon sounds? She goes, I was just about to ask you the same thing. I have no idea what's going on. I go, I don't know if I even want to try to explain this to you. <laughs> Yeah, How many shots a... in this film do you think are just like slow pans of people looking upset? No. Because, I mean, goddamn. Quite a few. This movie was about, uh, I would say, 40 minutes long. And like, we need to pad this out. Okay. In between anything that's happening ever, we need to go to the English announcer, the Chinese announcer, the Japanese announcer, the Spanish announcer, the Russian announcer, 10 pl- different players on the teams. And oh, I don't know a couple of the owners and a few audience members, and just do a close up of their face, 
doing a slow reaction. They're not talking. They're not giving, they're not exposition. They're not doing anything. We just want to watch them have a reaction. And oftentimes the reaction is disappointment or sadness. Yeah. And it just keeps happening. It's like, why are there so many shots in this movie like this? That's the only emotions they could find. <laughs> Meanwhile, the entire time that they're trying to like convey sadness with these people, all you hear in the background is Oh yeah, I'll go yeah. Play the chant. Jonathan. Yeah, so that's what the audience does. It is uh <laughs> it's just like I, I guess just because his name's Jonathan, it's a really plain name. I guess over there it would be exotic, but boy, it sounds weird hearing Jonathan chanted. Right. Uh, man. <laughs> oh, oh I, uh, I saw something here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I I saw this and I thought of you. The yeah. gun lock situation. The what? Not how gun locks work. No, not how gun locks work. All of the gun, the gun, the uh, the lock bar is all above the trigger instead of below it, which would not be how that is set up. It would always go under the trigger. That way, there's no chance for that thing to go off. Yeah. Instead, I, they're ideally. just like. Yeah. They break off the butt of the gun and they're able to spit like, cause there's so much room in this thing. They're able to spin that gun around and aim it and shoot the shotgun. <sighs> Such yeah. a bad, stupid thing. I mean, too. if you're going to lock guns into a cabinet like that, the trigger is not really what you're worried about. You're locking the gun itself into the cabinet, which means you'd have a bar going across the top to hold the barrel in. And you have a bar on the yeah. bottom to hold the rest of it in. So even if you broke the stock off, you're not, you're not twisting the gun out of the thing <laughs> yeah, and shooting it. Yeah. I, I will say, bad. I will say the one thing I did, I will give them credit on for the guns in the movie is at one point he does this John wick esque flip around with a bar stool table. And, um, uh, he, the, oh, yeah, he yeah. get the guy shoots at him with a, um, with the shotgun and then he blocks it with the, sh blocks the pellets with the barstool table Most and it's like sparks and everything. And then he keeps fighting and all this different stuff. And I'm like, that's bullshit. He would have been eviscerated that he'd still have shit stuck in him. And then at the end, she, she references, she, let's get, yeah, some of this she's like, let's get some of this buckshot out of you. <laughs> and he goes, well, I blocked it. She goes, most of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or not all like, of it. And I'm like, okay, kind of titanium okay, small uh, golf stool they're needing in Russia, but <laughs> I don't know, but Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took a shotgun and, blast that was like maybe what five feet away. Yeah, it sparked and when it, it did it. Yeah, and it just bent a little bit. Yeah. It didn't even leave a hole in it. Why the fuck it spark? <laughs> I, I, Unless they're using special flint, special know. bullets. I mean, it, it's lead shot. It's not gonna fucking yeah. spark. <laughs> it, it, Jesse, most of this movie I found um, the answer could be uh, it looked cool. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like. There's a jester <laughs> just with a second there. head. And, yeah, that you talks. Know, that's the thing. Yeah, the second head talks. Also, of all the, like, security guards, they go around and just fuck with people and piss people off, and they're, like, torturing people and everything. The security guards have, you know, they, they abuse their power. The one that decides to go into the middle of a bunch of pissed-off, drunk Russians, <laughs> Russian mine workers, <laughs> and be like, hey, bitches, sit down. sit back down. Like, what are you doing, dude? You <laughs> right? are going to get yourself fucking slaughtered. I mean, like, 
Yeah, picking on the falafel guy earlier, sure. That guy's not going to do anything. You bitch slapped him down and he ran back to his fucking cart. But like, it's not only angry, drunken Russian miners. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. It's not they're, only they're one not Russian miner, down. it's yeah. a whole bunch of them. And they're all huge. Yeah, they've buried people in the mine for way less. <laughs> yeah. These guys, these guys literally break mountains down every day of their life. And he's like, hey, Stop it. Like, Don't tell. No, you, they can do whatever they want. Okay. Let's go stop them. The fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. I also love that uh, in the movie at the, at the end of the scene that actually gets good. Chris Klein does this, like he throws the ball and does a like, double kick through the window and busts through the glass. The glass that shatters pretty simple, pretty right. easily. Uh, after that, he chases them downstairs. And then while this is happening, they're like straight up murdering. Like everyone is like murdering the security guards and the people that are standing on the bad guy side are being killed by all the good guys. And then Paul Heyman goes, this game may be over. (laughs) And I go, what game this game? Why the murder riot? (laughs) It could be all the murders in the way of your game. (laughs) Philadelphia would have thought it was a normal fucking game. Yeah. Well, I uh, guess we're done here. I mean, nobody's playing the game anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this game is over. I'm like, no fucking duh, man. <laughs> the owner uh, of the I, team just took a rollerball in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it looks like he just slit his aorta open with the, uh, whatever the little glove thing's called. Uh, they didn't name it, so I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Uh, he is bleeding out. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, a man just got shot twice in the back. I think that we're going to go to a timeout. <laughs> it's like, no, the game that's is gonna, over. That's going to take him oh. a little while to clean up off the <laughs> yeah. roller rink. Ooh, it's going to be hard to come back from that. <laughs> I would have loved if it was like traditional. Oh, this movie would have been so much better if it was the two-headed alien from episode oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just up there like, good, good God. They're slaughtering the crowd, everybody. It's just like, I I could not fucking stand some of this movie. It was so bad. He's got to throw the ball into the pan hard enough to trigger the pyro. (laughs) First, he's got to go through the rabbit hole. That's that awesome tunnel above the benches. Like, what? Then he's got to maintain the ball all the way around. It's like are these rules. I, I just loved how they kept going. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and the like rest an, of them are in Russian and complicated. How many more rules yeah. were there for your you underground illegal blood sport? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Psycho Gorman? Yes. The the rules almost are the same as crazy ball rules that the little girl <laughs> makes up, you know? Where she's just going on and on about rules and just making things up as she goes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that was a fantastic movie, by the way. And, like, Chris Klein's, uh, you know, he's not, like, he's big, but he's, like, he's smaller. Like, he's a thinner guy. No way Andrew Branansky is, like, getting a 10-foot vertical to get up to that tunnel. That guy weighs 400 pounds of muscle. Yeah. The dude that wears the Ultimate Warrior makeup. Uh-huh. One of the bad guys, because they halfway through the movie, the one guy, the the assassin, they call him. They decide that he's not a good enough bad guy. So then they go, well, here's this guy, this bad guy instead, who's another American. 
I'm like, why wouldn't you just maintain that one bad guy? So then this makes sense throughout the fucking movie, but whatever. It's a great question. Oh, you want to ask if I fell asleep? Yeah. Did you fall asleep? Only for about two or three minutes. It was, it wow. wasn't even really a fall asleep. It was more just my, like it, must, it was, must've been after, the two or three minutes that the soundtrack went down a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, after like they find out that there's some corruption and there's the weird sex scene with him and Rebecca Romaine and before, uh, the match where L cool J flips his bike over the thing. There's like a little section there where they're just kind of ex- describing what they should do. And maybe they should just go home and how they're not allowed to go home. It, it's just exposition to explain why they're staying here. Uh-huh. And yeah, that, that, that knocked me out for a minute or two. Yeah. I like that. The main protagonist, um, was so surprised and so taken aback that there was corruption in his underground Russian Wait, you're blood telling sport. me that this <laughs> underground blood sport that 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 sent out someone to find me a known criminal is shady? <laughs> oh my God. The police are looking for me in my home country, and I can be expedited. Exp- it's so easy. But you're saying that this sport is shady? It's like, yes. Yes, it is. Matter of <laughs> fact, it's weird that Ridley's playing this sport. I don't even know why he's here. Oh, Jesse <laughs> did not like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I need to explain it much more than that. Did not like it. Yeah. Uh, you want to switch over to something that we do like? I would love to. Let's talk about the five degrees of Joe Morton. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can hold this. All in dark vision. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. All right, so it's my turn this time. I got it in two. I got it in two as well. All right, I got LL Cool J, the Uh-oh. Jamie Foxx in the oh, movie okay. Toys. Yeah. And then Jamie Foxx to Joe in Stealth. All right, all right. I also used the LL Cool J. He's the only one who ties to anybody. I mean, Rebecca but I was L. Cool. Does, but... I used LL Cool J with now Oscar award-winning actress Jamie Lee Curtis in hey. Halloween H2O. Cool. And then they were both in Forever Young. She's the female oh, lead, and he's the doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. So. Very, very nice. Oh, boy. I don't even know why we're doing this part. Should it bomb? <laughs> one, two, three, go! Three, two, one, zero. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. Are you having a stroke? Yes, unequivocally. I I watched this movie while having a glass of absinthe, and it wasn't any better by the end than it was at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, man, I wish I would have. Here's the thing. Sometimes when I'm high, I can't follow storylines. It's not always that case, but sometimes I'll run into that problem. And I think that if I was high and I watched this, I would have assumed my highness was what caused me to not understand 
what the hell was going on, but that wasn't the case. I was completely fucking stone cold sober, <laughs> and I could not understand a goddamn thing. That I wonder was if you were high, if it would have made sense. Like if it oh, would have yeah, coalesced. Like, oh, they have to go through the tunnel first Whoa, and then make the figure eight. Right. If they lose the ball because they knock it out, <laughs> then then the other team could pick it up. And if they can make it, they can. And and if they they can't just toss the ball, it has it hard enough to set off of the pyro. Oh, yes. okay. No, the fucking, it's bad, man. It would have been like yeah, the Charlie Day, uh, the Charlie Day meme when he's in the mailroom of "It's Always Sunny" and yeah. he's got all the red, With red Pepe twine Silva. everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, have you seen the original? No, I had not, and ah. I I didn't want to before this one because I wanted to take this one fresh. So I like the original. I'm sure James Con. Yeah. Um, that one is a little different. So the big part of that one is that um, it's not like this one is all about like a Russian oligarch, uh-huh. you know, yeah, running it. That one is uh, like it's just the ultra rich. OK, and what the ultra rich are able to do. And they basically find like poor people or people desperate for money. And they force them to play. So okay. it's a little different. Um, it makes it better. Also, it was set in the year 2018. Really? So, yeah. and so, that was from 1970. The year uh, 1975, the year is 2018, a futuristic society where corporations have replaced countries. A violent futuristic game known as rollerball is the recreational sport of the world with teams representing various areas. One player, John E., that's, John uh, then yeah. and this fights for his personal freedom and threatens the corporate control. Um, there's not really anyone else in that movie so that like you really know. It's, 43 years in the future, and what do we get? We get three years in the future? Yeah, they couldn't even move it up 18. To, they couldn't make it 2018 <sighs> as well. Right. Well, if they, been, here's I the mean, thing. They couldn't have yeah, they Pink would've... show up in the background if hmm. if it was not you know within an era where she was still performing. I guess so. And they wanted to use all that pink footage they can, you know, and that weird slip dot bit. But why, by the way, not filmed for the movie, filmed at a concert, and then they just spliced it into the movie. I kind of noticed it felt like an entirely yeah. different set. Yeah, that it, must it be why. It didn't match up. They just, they just like changed the camera tones to match it, and they're like, yeah, it's here. It's like, yeah, no, col- no, color it's grading not. will make it look normal. Yeah, yeah, color grading always, always makes things look good, right? Good. Michael Lord. Babe. <laughs> oh boy i i was so over this film i I even messaged you i said dude fuck this movie man yeah i was man it did not take me very long at all to just be done well it's like it's it's bad it's just a bad film but it's not bad in the way that you can go oh god look at this look at that look at that it's so bad and it's not like nothing's over the top enough to enjoy like rocky and bullwinkle Nothing yeah. is, I mean, even astronaut's wife, Johnny Depp is so over the top in there that you enjoy right. that mad, there was, like maddening performance. There was nothing that I can show to anyone Everyone's in this movie so and be like, here's, here's what makes it bad. Or here's a bad part because the whole thing was just kind of bleh. Like, so just uh, imagine a movie that does poorly on every part of the test. Yeah, like, so Sound of Thunder. I can go to, like, the scene where they're walking across the road with the cars or the dinosaur and be like, hey, check this out. That's why this movie is garbage. Yeah. But this one, the whole movie was just not 
good. I can and sound not thunder. fun. I can be like, look at this sloth man that this lady turns into at the end of the film. Right. Like that's the, something. The yeah, it, like there's like things where you go, oh, by the way, and then giant bats attack them. But in this movie here, I'm like, other than the absolute absurdity of trying to explain what the sport is and the fact that there's a 20 minute long scene that is all done in night vision camera. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess those two are pretty, <laughs> pretty pivotal. <laughs> it's like, other than those two things, there's no way to like go, this is the, the bad or the good of this film. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, so like I said, hard. that last, the last match when the revolution happens and all that, it's, that is it a gets good a part. Exciting, but it starts getting exciting, and then you're like, "Yeah, here yeah. we go," and then it's done before yeah. you even. That's done. Yeah. It is. Um, it is one of those things. Well, you know, I had seen this film probably in 2002, 2003. I saw it a long time ago. I, I may have seen it in theaters. I think I, I think I said I saw it in theaters last week, but as I was thinking about it, I think maybe I saw this on rental. Uh, because I was excited because I liked the original one and I had seen the original one when I was young. And uh, I got to say, watching it as an adult, I, I, I remember not caring much about it previously. I still just don't care. I just don't <laughs> care. Nothing in this movie makes me care whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's <clears throat> totally forgettable. I'm glad I didn't have to... Uh... Like look very hard to find this one to watch. Oh yeah, it's somewhere. free all over. I watched it on tu- uh, Tubi, yeah, Tubi uh, or uh, Tubi or I, I always call it. T- it's Tubi. BT Dubs, it uh, Tubi or Tubby. Uh, it's T U B I T V dot com. Yeah, if you ever, okay. Yeah, if you ever listen to the commercials, they say Tubi. I, that makes more sense for boob tube or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but them to those people, thank you so much. Because you make some bad movies very easy to get a hold oh, yeah. of. The number of movies of I've watched on there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the worst films we've seen have been on freebie or this. Yeah. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank free you. streaming services. Thank you. If I had to pay three ninety nine for this, I think I'd I think right? I'd be upset. I think I probably I think I'd watched me back. <laughs> I think I probably watched ten ads in the process of watching the movie. Here's I'm the best part with that. I was looking forward to the ads <laughs> so much. Yes. I walk away for a minute. I went and I, I've never been like, oh, thank God, an ad break. I went and <laughs> I went and got some of the drink. I did whatever I could. I was like, oh, ad breaks. Thank you. Oh, That's how bad this movie almost is. Over. It made me miss commercials. <laughs> that's, <sighs> that's the, that's. The selling line to this movie. Yeah. It'll make you miss commercial breaks. Right on the DVD box. You'll wish commercials were back. <laughs> now with built-in commercials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the director's <Robo-cop>. cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. Uh, What's next week? Goodbye, dear Bilbo. The road goes ever on and on. I'm not going to do the voices. Until our next meeting. It's mine. My it's own. voice, too. My precious. Of course, that was from 2001's The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and our next movie is 2003's Sinbad, The Legend of the Seven Seas. This is, is it the animated film? I don't with know. Brad Pitt? I'm honestly not positive. I drew the number and didn't look at it. <laughs> what year was it? It is the animated one with Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta Jones, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, I can't read that third Joe name. Joe Fine. Oh, yeah. Dennis Haysbert's in it. Uh, that's the the insurance guy. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh's in it. I mean, Jim Cummings. Interesting. 
I did not know it was uh, animated when I pulled it. I was like, hmm. Mm, boy. I've never seen this. Because although we do not do the uh, the drawing of the movie works, live, maybe. I do still do it randomly. So, Because I don't want to be in charge of the next movie. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for what we have to watch yeah. next. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's like a holiday and we line it up for yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, these just basically are completely random. We never. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, interesting, interesting. <laughs> I, what is this? Uh, you said this was DreamWorks? It's a DreamWorks. It is though. a DreamWorks. Okay. Well, hey. I, I'm good. I'm okay with that. It means at least I can drag the rest of the family into watching it. <laughs> I don't have to suffer it by myself. <laughs> Uh, Let's see. The director was Tim Johnson, who directed Home, that weird alien movie, Sinbad, and Over the Hedge. So he's uh, kind of mixed there. To date, uh, he also directed Ants. Oh, to date, this like. soon became the final DreamWorks animation film to use traditional animation, as the studio abandoned that in favor of computer animation. Interesting. Uh, okay. I'm huh. looking at it. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, that's the director, because I always kind of mention the director and the writer at the end here. So the writer is John Logan, uh, known for, he wrote, oh, what the fuck? He wrote The Aviator, you know, the Scorsese film. Oh, yeah. He also wrote Hugo, which is a Scorsese film. Sweeney Todd. Um, he wrote Skyfall and Spectre. He's nominated three times for Academy Award. He's won a Tony and a Golden Globe. So this writer is a good fucking writer. He's wrote some good stuff. Oh, he also wrote Bats. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bats is one of my favorite bad uh, monster films. Lou Diamond Phillips versus a bunch of giant bats. Anyway. I think I remember seeing that. Well, if you have 2B TV, you would know it because <laughs> it is one of their big movies they Dang. love throwing in the front. Thanks, 2B. <laughs> that and Medea movies. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to look this one up, and uh, I I know nothing about it. I know that the cast is huge. Uh, hmm. Interesting. That's, that is quite a cast. Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Joe Pfeiffer, Joe Fine, Jenna Saisberg. Wow, we... Well, anyway, I'm, I'm well, looking at it. And I'm like, I don't know. Big so, gulps, uh, huh? <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> <See you> later. <laughs> Jesse, what are we watching? What are you watching? I don't know why it's a we. We don't watch anything together. Well, I guess we watch uh, That's true. Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. I have gone back to um, I've had I've had a little bit of a, a relapse and decided to go and play farming farming simulator 22 again because right. it is the game that just will not let me uh, continue life without it. Honestly, love simulating them farms, man. Man, I tell you what, I started playing it as a joke at one point because I was like, "Ooh, farm simulator 22 is on uh, Game Pass. I'm gonna go play and play and farm." And then suddenly I'm like years into a farm. I've switched crops like three or four different times. I, I, 
the girlfriend makes fun of me. She even posted a thing on Facebook at one point. Is like, show me how you know your boyfriend's not going to cheat on you. And it's me in the no bullshit gaming pose, leaning forward on the couch, staring at the TV <laughs> as a fucking combine goes down a cornfield. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> the corporations are coming in the morning, bike it up. I got to get this. I got to get this cut. Still got to dry. Hell yeah. So, uh, if, but it is a very relaxing game. So if you do yeah, enjoy that kind of thing and you have Game Pass, definitely check it out. Uh, Farming Simulator 2023 will be releasing in May, I believe. Oh, you pre-order it? Are you excited? I have not pre-ordered it. I'm not going to go that far, but... Uh, I'm watching not a calendar. true fan then I see. No, no, I'm uh, a hack. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then the book that I want to suggest this week is Project Fairweather Farmers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. He is the author behind The Martian. Uh, this is not tied to that story in any way, but it is a space story. It is told very interesting. In, in such a, in such a way, um, he starts off basically in the middle of the story, and the main character has to figure out what happened at the beginning of the story as he hmm. goes. It's an amnesia thing, but it's so freaking interesting the way it's told. Like memento in space. Yes, but it's right. it's fantastic. Very good subject matter. Very interesting. Uh, if you like sci-fi, you will love it. If you like The Martian, you will love it because it's written in the same basic way. But that slight humor. Yep. All right. I I have read The Martian and I did enjoy it, and I enjoyed the movie enough. So, are you uh seeing any movies or anything? I no, unfortunately, this is this is what I've been doing is rollerball. Well, I understand. <laughs> I mean, I only I'm I'm going to give you the song uh, after I'm done with this. But as far as what I've been doing, uh, a big focus I'm going to do in this little section here is the Oscars. Okay. I, I, I like watching the Oscars. I know it's a bunch of fuck. It's a big rich person circle jerk. I get it. But sometimes it's enlightening. And this was probably one of the best years in many, many years that just felt good. Uh, first off, my favorite movie of last year, Everything Everywhere All at Once, cleaned up. Yeah. One best direct, and that uh, was one best good. picture. It won Best Director. It won Best uh, Editing. And then Michelle Yao from that movie won Best Actress. Which, by the way, like, when I look at who's all was on the running, Kate Blanchett for Tar, I mean, that movie was good, but whatever. Andrea Risenborough for Two Leslie, which I don't even know what that is, and there's, like, a lot of uh, controversy on the fact that she's nominated. Michelle Williams from The Fablemans. Michelle Williams has already won, I think. I think she won for Cold Mountain. So, like, just you really need another one. And Ana de Armas, who I love Ana de Armas, and she was in Blonde. Not her best performance, but I understand why she was nominated. I am so happy Michelle Yao won. I was, like, 100%. Like, if I would have done my bettings this year based on just who I like the most, I would have cleaned up. Um, best original song was Natu Natu from... RRR, which I was stoked for because RRR is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, see RRR. It's a, it's a Bollywood film that will make you go, maybe I do like Bollywood. Okay, cool. Uh, best Supporting Actress. Well, you know what? I'll do Best Supporting Actor first. Chi Hoi Kwan won. Uh, that's Short Round from uh, Indiana Jones. I was so excited that he won because, like, this is a guy who, like, 
literally got over here on a boat and was in a, like a, a camp, a refugee camp for a year, like a, a year or two. And then started acting as a kid. And then this just, he didn't want to change his name. He didn't want to uh, get rid of his accent and he didn't want to like, no, he didn't want to just do karate films. You know, he wanted to like be something. So he basically fell out of the acting circle for many years because he didn't want to be typecast as Asian guy in movies. And Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford, they kept contact with this guy and they're like, you know, you're, you're a good person. Things will happen for you. Things will happen for you. And then he goes and does this. And if you've, have you seen everything everywhere all at once? Oh yeah. Multiple times. He is so fucking good. So good, man. Like when he's telling the speech about why can't we just be nice? If you don't tear up at that, you're a fucking monster. Right. You know, it's so good. And he is up against Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans, uh, an icon, Brendan Gleeson and uh, Banshees of Inishirin, which, by the way, is a very good film, Barry Keoghan from Banshees of Inishirin, and Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway. Uh, that's Fastos from the Eternals films. Uh, the fact that, like, he had really heavy competition here and he pulled it out, I was so excited, and he gave such a great speech. It was so just so heartwarming. And then... Best, I'm going to mention Best Supporting Actress and then Best Actor, and then we'll be done. Best Supporting Actress. Jamie Lee Curtis won this for Everything Everywhere at Once, although I was excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis get some acknowledgement because she's been ignored her entire life by the Academy when she's actually quite an entertaining actress. I was highly disappointed that she won over somebody like Angela Bassett, another actress who was heavily ignored by the Academy. And Angela Bassett gave a fucking beautiful, wonderful performance in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. She's the best part of that film. And you then you Jamie had... Curtis was uh, ignored for so long because she has a very, uh, you know, go fuck yourself attitude? Maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't need you? And they like to know. be kind of glad hand? Because both her parents were nominated but never won. But like Stephanie Sue or Sue, I can't ever say that last name. I'm sorry. She was in everything ever at once. She's the the villain of the film. She's fantastic yeah. in that film. But Jamie Lee Curtis's performances in that she makes not bad by any bagel. means. Yeah, I put everything it, on a bagel. Yeah. Every type, every breed of dog, all my tests, every guy I've dated. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, but every I just don't feel like that performance and everything everywhere all at once is best supporting actress for Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I'm happy she won, but I really would have rather it been Angela Bassett or Stephanie Su. Hong Chow was in the whale. I love the whale again. I don't know if her performance was the shining bit of it, but she was very good. And then Carrie Condon from the Banshees of Inisherin. Again, everyone did so good in that film. This was a, this was a hard topic here. But I, I really would have wanted Angela Bass to win it. I just think she's a great actress. I don't think she gets the respect she deserves. And a uh, little disappointed she didn't get it over Jamie Lee, even though I love Jamie Lee Curtis. So it's a weird spot to be in. It's like your sure. two favorite teams going to the Super Bowl. Like, you're going to be disappointed no matter who wins, you know? Yeah. So what I wanted to mention is the best actor. Because if you've listened to this podcast ever, you know <laughs> that Jesse and I – are enormous fans of of Brendan Fraser and especially 1989's The Mummy. Yes. We reviewed one of his films on here already, Dudley Do-Right, mm-hmm. and we 100%, he was, he's a shiny <laughs> part of it. 
Brendan Fraser is one of those actors that whip. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> he's one of those, a- he's one of those ca- uh, actors that like 10 years ago, if you would have told me he's going to win an Oscar, I would have been like, how I love the man. I love every performance he gives, but he gives like crowd pleasing performances, you know, not Oscar winning performances. So I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the whale. And I went and saw it. And before I get to that, Bill Nye was in this for the movie Living. That's uh, I'm trying to think if we've seen him in anything we've done. I don't think we have, but he's uh, Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Austin Butler for Elvis. I hated that Elvis film. I'm sorry, guys. I did not like that Elvis film. Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, and then Paul Meskel for After Sun. I did not see After Sun. That is a movie I did not see, so I have no idea. I can't really quote on that whatsoever. But then I watched The Whale, and part of me was worried because Darren Aronofsky has a tendency to go too far. Like, he always just goes a little too far. He does. He loves shock value, so he just goes a little too far sometimes. And this movie has a couple visuals that I think almost go too far, but he toned himself down for a really intimate story about a man who knows his life's ending and kind of has fucked up his entire life. And he's just trying to make sure that one positive thing comes from his life. And because of that, Brendan Fraser, who this is a man who feels like he's useless. This is a guy who feels like for years he was nothing and he gained all that weight. So he, he really can relate with the character and you could tell that he's diving deep into it. And Holy crap. Was he good in the whale? And when he won the Oscar for the whale and he went on stage and, and was like, giving a speech and he's crying and he's trying to get through it. God damn it, man. It really made you go. Okay. I, I, I love movies and stuff like this is why, you know? And, uh, I don't know, man. Like I gotta say, like, I don't know if there's going to be another Oscars that I care this much about. I didn't, I care about Brendan Fraser and I care about Kihoi Kwan. So like watching those guys get there, by the way, this makes that the movie Encino Man now has two Oscar <laughs> award winning actors in it yes, and it an Oscar does. nominated actor. Just saying. We uh, the but, <laughs> Yeah. Now Paulie Shore's just got to win his Oscar. Win the Oscar. Hopefully. All right. It'll be amazing. I need to see yeah, Paulie Shore in something. I haven't seen him forever. Uh, I saw him in a. I saw him in a comedy thing. He was pretty funny in it, but. I love Paulie Shore. I don't care. I will fight anybody. I Paulie Shore's one I character laugh. though. I yeah, he has one character, but it's I don't know why. I love maybe it's just because his movies were so popular when I was growing up. He put out one constantly. I yeah. love Paulie Shore movies though. They're like my guilty pleasure, man. Encino Man. Uh oh, one of my favorites was in the Army Now. Yeah. Uh remake Let's give of it Strikes. To She'll drink anything. <laughs> Biodome. Hell yeah, Biodome. Free uh, mahi mahi. Uh, the Goofy movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was in the Goofy movie. <laughs> Leaning Tower of Chisa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, how about, uh, oh, Son-in-Law. That's oh, yeah. probably one of my favorites. Son-in-Law is a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not great movies, but God damn, it's he's just charming. In his own little weird ass way. Oh, he's definitely got a thing, and like his thing works sometimes. Jury duty. Like, oh, I wait. Jury duty. It was I Twelve Angry that. Men, but it was Paulie Shore. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
With that being said, my musical. I, I wanted to go into Oscars. I, I only do it once a year. You know, we'll talk about them next year as well. My musical choice this time, C- Curtis Harding. Uh, kind of a solely jazzy uh, R&B. It's upbeat. The song On and On. If you drive around with that song on, you're not driving 90 to 120 miles per hour. You're not listening to that song right. That fucking song gets me so pumped, man. Nice. It, it's just such a good fucking song. And he's got tons of good stuff. Curtis Harding, listen to him. He's on uh, Spotify. You can find him there. You can also find our. I'm sure he'll be uh, on our playlist. On there. I have been listening to, what was his name? Um, Dakota Jennings. What oh, the country guy that I shared name? last time? I forget his first name. Oh, man. Name. I can't remember. I don't yeah. remember names as people. I, uh, uh, I have it in our notes here. Uh, it was uh, Bug Hunter was last yeah, week. Yeah, Bug Hunter was last week. Benjamin J- Benjamin Dakota Rogers. Yeah, Benjamin Dakota Rogers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been listening to him. Uh, very yeah. good, very good stuff. That, that nasally green uh, or bluegrass folky thing. I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah it because I don't like. Uh, I always say that I do. I like old country and old rap, but not new country and new rap. For some reason, like new country is too whiny for me. I don't like any of the new country songs, uh, but you give me highwaymen or anything previous to that. I'm game. Sure. You know? All right. I hear you. I hear you. I so, understand. Yeah. yeah his, his whole thing is much more old timey and I like it. I'm that way with a lot of traditional rock stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's my suggestion. Curtis Harding is my suggestion. Uh, Jesse. If people go and they find me on TikTok and Brando Supreme and they're like, where can I find him on other places? And where can I find Jesse? What would they do? Where can I find that other guy that's not as popular and nowhere near as funny and handsome? Uh, You would find both of them on uh, boxofficebombsquad.com. You can go there. Uh, It'll have a whole bunch of different places that you can find us. Uh, By the way, anchor.fm has changed into Spotify podcasts, Um, but I believe you can still use anchor.fm to get there if you want. Um, And then there you can look at the show notes. I have started to put links to all of our what are we watching. Uh, And you can leave us a voicemail if you want to let us know what you're watching. Or, hey, tell me your tricks the farming simulator 22 because yeah. that'd be awesome and then at the bottom there's a place where you can leave us money oh yeah we love money love that money send bad gonna have to <laughs> that hopefully it's free somewhere because i really feel like this is a movie that i will regret paying $30 <laughs> for. Uh, but it's got brad pitt I, I got a lot of people i like in it. it's got michelle pfeiffer i love her but you know Let's see. Sinbad, Legend of... Please, Tubi. Please. Please. Has Tubi got us? Uh, well, it's not. It, uh, Tubi doesn't show up on my Google search, but I'm going to go to TubiTV.com and type in... Well, because I'm not advertising for Anchor anymore, apparently. So now we're going to advertise for Tubi. Oh, well. Um, Sinbad, where you been? Sinbad, make me want to holla. Oh, so if you want to watch some Sinbad stand-ups, yeah, they're on there. And who doesn't? Right. Um, ooh, here you go. Um, house guest with Sinbad. No. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, it, well, it doesn't it looks happen, like, unfortunately. It looks like Sinbad might be on Peacock. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. 
I have Peacock. WWE's so John Morrison in Sinbad and the War of the Furies. Different movie, oh. but God, there's a lot. Is Sinbad in there with like, like Robin Hood yes. and like just movies that they make way too many of? I was, was just about one? to say we just that. had one. Sin, uh, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, was it Robin? No, it wasn't Robin Hood. Was it, we uh, did do a Robin Hood a while back, and we were like too many Robin Hoods. But yeah. there was just something recently. We we're like too many of this guy as well. I mean, Peter Pan is one that we mentioned. Um, oh yeah, Peter Pan was the one we mentioned. Like we need to stop making yeah. Peter Pan films. Yeah, there's a new one coming out this year. We were we were talking about how it's just kind of told out at this. Yeah, point. I'm I'm tired of King Arthur. I'm tired of Robin Hood, and I'm tired of Peter Pan. Man, like just come on, yeah. we get it. Yeah. So if you want to watch the old Sin- Sinbad movies, though, they're on Tubi. Yeah, watch Sinbad Legends Seven Seas on Peacock with us, and then uh, whenever we we talk about it, maybe positive, maybe negative. Huh? Actually, oh the no, aren't that bad. This one looks fantastic. Hold on, I wonder if I can get into this without it playing. No, I can't. Stop. Huh? Don't play. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie to you, by the way. I I didn't look at reviews. I I normally ignore reviews when I do this stuff. Yeah. The reviews aren't 100 percent negative. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, if it's we're using our tomatoes thing, so. as a as a, a temperature gauge, right? You know, like this is the temperature, but what it feels like is this. You know, the real temperature is going to be different, but sure. it's it's going to give us at least a roundabout of what it is. Um, just to kind of sum up for you guys to understand, Rollerball had a three percent, and if you're curious on what that means, if you want to visualize what that means, the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle had a forty three percent. So that's what I got to say. This movie has a 45. So it's on level with Rocky and Bullwinkle, which I didn't hate, by the way. So it should be exciting to see what happens here. Yeah. Anyway, I'm about to go search the seven seas myself. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to try and uh, send you something real quick. Uh Oh. Uh, there. Look at that for me. Zoom. Uh, try to zoom in on that uh, cover while I uh, regale you here on the Seven Adventures, the number seven Adventures of Sinbad from 2010. Sinbad, the original Prince of Persia, must compete seven t- complete seven tasks to save the world from <laughs> catastrophe in this fantastical adventure. Now, holy shit! Patrick Muldoon, Bo Svensson, and Sinbad and his sidekick are. Akimbo wielding machine gun pistols, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that one. <laughs> that movie's old, by the way. You see what year? It says it's from 2010. 2010. Yeah. Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> what do I know this guy from? I'm looking at his face right now. He looks somewhat familiar. He was he was in such hits as 2005's Ice Spiders. He was also in 2013's Spiders 3D. <laughs> um, Rage and Honor 2. Hostile Takeover. Spiders, man. Little Dead Rotting Hood. Oh, my. Holiday Road Trip. Alpha Wolf. Uh, Bernie the Dolphin 2. Robodog and Robodog 2 Airborne. <laughs> Oh, why are we shitting on this? Guy? I don't know, like, but now look at point of entry. Oh, That's him. him. I know who he is. I know. He's the dickhead guy from fucking Starship Troopers. Yes, he is. 
that's who he 100%. is. One hundred percent. I I took me it took me getting down to 2007's point of entry uh, poster before I recognized his face. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Sorry, sorry, Patrick. You're Has probably no, phenomenal. I'm, I, uh, just like I did with Robin Hood and those other things, I'm going to have to do a deep dive on Sinbad films for this one. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll discuss this among others. Oh my God, maybe not. Holy shit! I just made the was it mistake of looking up Rotten Sinbad. Tomatoes? Sinbad films. Oh, there's so many. I love that it's mixed with Sinbad the comedian, though. I, right? It's fantastic. Uh, God damn. It's oh, be but hey, I wonder if Sinbad's ever played Sinbad. 24 Sinbad films. Something, some of them could be skipped, like Popeye, the Sailor Meets Sinbad. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare skip that. <laughs> That's the best one. Right? <laughs> so let me uh, ask you this. If Sinbad was in a Sinbad movie, would he be billed as playing Sinbad as Sinbad, or would he be Sinbad as himself? (laughs) Good question, Jesse. Right. And that would require Sinbad to be the lead of a Sinbad film, so we'll never have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't think he's been a Sinbad. No, he doesn't look like he's ever been a lot of older Sinbad films. Oh, there's a Japanese one. Huh. It's got the Cherish of Mifini in it. That's weird. That guy's a big deal. The Lost World of Sinbad. 1962 Japanese drama film. Uh. Oh, there was a TV series as well. There was an anime. Wow. There's a lot of, like, it seems like in the 40s, uh, up until the 70s, there was, like, a Sinbad movie every couple years. An Australian Mm. fantasy movie. Indian-American film. Looks like other countries like Sinbad more than we do. There's Lou Ferrigno as Sinbad. Wow. I'll have to pull together all the people that have played Sinbad and then and have you rate them. Okay. Whenever we do this next. Lou Ferrigno is a beautiful human being, by the way. Uh, Number one, though, is probably going to be Patrick Muldoon with his fucking double automatic handguns. Sinbad Akimbo. (laughs) The original Prince of Persia. That's the tagline. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, that is a fucking stinker that you found right there, Jesse. <laughs> right on Tubi. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's free on Tubi. Yeah, it's on Tubi. Every night this week, Brittany's gonna be like, "Why are there so? Why are you watching so many Sinbad films?" I'm like, hey, <laughs> we can't do it. We can't do it, man. Not another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. This one was short, and then it went long on us just kind of rambling at the end. That's so. what she said. <laughs> Everyone have a good night and, uh, you know, watch, uh, watch good movies. Don't watch, don't watch Rollerball. You the man, Whip. What the fuck are her powers? Do you want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much. <laughs> how fast are we going anyway? I don't know. It's a click. How fast is it he clicks then? 110, 120. He sounds like Chris Pratt. Ridley, that's in miles per hour! So what? So what? You're going 120 miles per hour on a hog on a dirt road! 
clicks to the border. Chill. Yeah, that 10 clicks is gonna be a long walk before these tires goes out.